Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, burning it down from both sides, and trying to survive Hollow Weekend. <laughs> How have you been? Um, I'm good. I, uh, yeah, we're recording this right after the Halloween extravaganza. Um, so, unfortunately, October is in our past, but whatever. Halloween is every day. Every day is Halloween, according to ministry. So. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, yeah, I am uh, still standing. How about that? I am still alive. I think <laughs> still alive and kicking. That's all you can ask for sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just been a really busy weekend, but, uh, I saw a lot of people have a really great memorable time and that was nice. So yeah. What about you? Oh, all the things. So I went to <laughs> went to the first con since the pandemic. I went to Fan Expo Denver. What was it like? Weird. Um, <laughs> face masks were required for everybody the whole time, which is good. Mm. But it mm-hmm. just puts like an era of or aura of like, yep, still a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only went for one day. But then my band did uh, play the after party Saturday night. And, right. Uh, yes. We played our biggest show we have ever played. So Woo-hoo. that was really awesome. And it was just a really good after party of a classic, you know, nerd dance party. Everyone's getting along. Yep. People playing, you know, exploding kittens in one room and drinks <laughs> are flowing. It, it was a good time. So, oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. So yeah, a lot of classic stuff, and then yeah, all the Halloween regular stuff: pumpkin patches, corn mazes. Yep. Yeah, busy weekend. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get it all in there. <laughs> and smash, smash all the Halloween stuff into the few weekends we have in October. Right. <laughs> it's really criminal that October's so short. <laughs> it is. Well, uh, you know, you can always just ignore Thanksgiving and just do Halloween too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's, that's what I'm okay. planning on doing. That's <laughs> <laughs> typically what I do in November is like, ah, I didn't get to these these things. Well, I guess I'm going to do them now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't get to get to a haunted house this year. That kind of mm. bummed me. But, you know, between the move and everything else going on in life, it just wasn't happening. And you got to do a whole lot of other shit. I still did, yes. So that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, Before we get into it, uh, if anyone wants to make sure they follow us to get all the most up-to-date goth and sloth information and news and fun stuff, uh, you can follow us at goth and sloth. Sloth. Goth and sloth. (laughs) Goth and sloth (laughs) at Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at gothandsloth at gmail.com if you've got questions, comments, uh, concerns. Um, I don't really care about those. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Werewolf grooming tips. Whatever you, you need to do. Yeah. Oh, and I think I forgot part of the intro, if you're this far in you haven't learned. This season we're talking about werewolves for the entire yeah. season and doing werewolf things. 
<laughs> that is true. I mean, it, I feel like it is on the banner of the podcast right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't hurt to remind people. Yes. So, speaking of werewolves, then, uh, our main topic today, of course, is the movie from 2003, Underworld. Dun, dun, dun. yeah what an iconic it became such an iconic movie yeah just on looks alone absolutely like you can pick out a celine cosplay like immediately oh yeah and point point three seconds and there will always be at least five per capita yeah (laughs) less so now but Yeah, kind of got out of popular culture, which we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah. So, uh, this film is brought to us by director Len Wiseman, who you might remember did Live Free or Die Hard, the Total Recall reboot, and he's currently tied to the John Wick spinoff movie called Ballerina. I did not know that that was a thing. That's a thing that's happening. Yeah, I remember in Parabellum they had that like ballerina assassins. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna make a movie that's just the ballerina assassins. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you have not gotten a call about that to be in it. To be honest. You know, my people know not to bother me with anything until I am literally hanging out with Keanu on a one for one situation. We <laughs> we talked about this. Because, I mean, if we're talking ballerina assassins, I think that, that fits I know. <laughs> I think that, that you are correct, and I am I will neither confirm nor deny any tactics that I may already have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> let's go back to 2003. The Matrix Aww. just came out. Uh, it didn't just come out, but The Matrix is super popular, so everyone's wearing PVC jumpsuits and sunglasses mm-hmm. at night, and um, and we're we're in we're in Budapest, on top of a very tall building, looking stoically over the uh, cityscape, uh, and uh, we have our main character Celine, who is a vampire. Uh, she's known as a death dealer, and she hunts down and kills the poor defenseless werewolves um, because of a centuries-long war between vampires and lichens. Well, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you do too? <laughs> and then, yeah, cue the fa- most famous scene of this entire movie, this entire franchise, possibly. Of- really? You think that's the one? It's either that I or have the hallway one other scene. scene. The what? The hallway scene. Yeah, that's the yeah. scene that I think of. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It is iconic. So yeah, um, so she starts a, starts a fight with some uh, lichens, and you can always tell the difference. So vampires wear the PVC jumpsuits and vinyl and are shiny and black. All the werewolves have coats with fur collars. <laughs> So that's how you Man, tell the I difference. Man, I couldn't tell. Like, you just can't tell which side. <laughs> who is who? Hmm, keep, I wonder. They keep it very, very mysterious and complicated for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big dust up between uh, the vampires and werewolves, uh, or really just Celine and some werewolves. And yeah. um, 
So she walks away from it and finds that they seem like they were following this guy named Michael, this Blandy McBlanderson. Mm. And um, she's like, why are they following this guy around? <laughs> and so um, she starts uncovering a bit of a conspiracy that could be going on uh, within her vampire tribe or what a coven, I guess you can call them. Yeah. They call themselves a coven, uh, where there might be some dirty dealing with those those dirty those dirty werewolves, and the, the werewolves are up up to no good. So it turns out um, that vampires and werewolves came from the same original immortal person, and one was bitten by a wolf, one was bitten by a bat, and that's how they came up and became werewolves and vampires. But there was a third son of this guy who the bloodline disappeared. And they feel like this Michael guy, Blandy McBlanderson, is a descendant of the third guy. And maybe they can make him a vampire-werewolf hybrid or a, or a, um, a werepire, if you will. I don't think I will. I don't. I don't think I. Uh, I think the answer is no. No, <laughs> that's no. <laughs> I will not be where piring. <laughs> How about no, Scott? <laughs> um, so Celine goes to hunt down Michael to figure out what this is all about, and she does doesn't trust the Covent leader. Um, and there's three leaders that are interchangeable that wake up for like a hundred years at a time or something like that. I don't remember the time frame. Uh, something, uh, a hundred, yeah, a century. Or I think more than that. Something like that. It was, it's, something it's like really that. weird. Yeah, there's three vampire leaders. There's Craven, Victor, and Marcus. Mm-hmm. And this is way more complicated than I remember it being. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> man, but I'll get into some of that in a bit. So she doesn't, uh, the one that's currently awake is Craven. She doesn't trust Craven. So she awakens Victor early, even though it's actually Marcus's turn next. She kind of jumped the line and pissed off her whole coven. So they're all after her. Um, but then she gets in a, or she finally gets, oh man. <laughs> so, uh, she finally. It is a lot. It is, it is a lot. <laughs> so she finally like kidnaps Marcus and they get in a car wreck. He gets hurt. And, oh, wait, did I get out? I think I might have gotten out of order. Uh, well, so something happens to him before the car crash. Yeah, that's right. The werewolves get him and infect him. Um, or, yeah, the werewolves infect mm-hmm. him, and it was their leader that infected him, who is played by Michael Sheehan. I don't remember the character's name because Michael Sheehan's just Michael Lucian. Sheehan. Lucian. Lucian, yes. Uh, by the way, Michael Sheen is so good in this movie, by the way. Yeah, he, yeah. He steals the whole it thing. really is. He's so awesome. Anyway, so Lucian turns... Although I was very entertained by seeing Bill Nighy. I feel like I yeah. I never <laughs> get to see him. I don't know. He just like doesn't exist in my world. I know he exists. <laughs> but then, yeah, I saw he was... Uh, He's Victor. M- Victor. Yep. And I was just like... Is that Bill Knight? <laughs> it sure is. That is uh, Shaun of the Dead's dad. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. He's played some of the weirdest characters. He is. Like, yeah, me and Doug were watching this together, and uh, we were just going through his IMDb. Just like, man, he's in that? Oh, yeah, he's in that, too. <laughs> Yeah, like every character type known to man. It's odd. <laughs> so Michael's being transformed into a werewolf, and um, she brings him back to the Vampire Covenant. They're all angry about it, and they're angry about Victor being awake, so everyone's all pissed off. <laughs> Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Um, and so Craven shoot our... Uh, uh, what? Uh, then the werewolves storm in, I believe, to get Michael back. Lucian gets shot in the whole craziness of this with these special silver bullets, but they're not silver. They have silver nitrate in them, and they bleed mm-hmm. inside you, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting tech. Like You could have totally have like a nerd panel about all of the tech in these like in these films yeah um and then so uh during this whole thing celine decides to turn michael uh into a vampire so he can become a uh a a a werepire and (laughs) (laughs) about a vamp wolf A, I don't think I like any of them. Of lichen, maybe. Sure. Of lichen. Of lichen. <laughs> which I'll take it. Which apparently just consists of having sharp teeth and jet black skin. And yeah. Red eyes, I believe. Yeah. They get more into it yeah. in the second movie, but yeah. So he becomes the first hybrid of them. Then Celine battles Bill Nighy. And chops his face open, or his whole head open. I was going to say. Uh, ana- <laughs> it's a little bit more than his face. <laughs> Anime style, too, where it's like he doesn't know yeah. he's hit, and then it slowly comes off, which is a really awesome I was like, scene. oh, God, 2003 <laughs> strikes again. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll be getting into that for sure. <laughs> and then uh, Celine runs off leading a, Celine runs off with Marcus, leading us basically into the next movie. Uh, if I didn't butcher that up too much, that's basically Underworld. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, no, it's it. That's exactly how it goes. And there's like some weird love triangle bullshit in the background somewhere. No one really cares. Yeah, Craven wants Celine to be his queen. She doesn't seem to be interested in him at all, but she does seem to have an attraction to Michael. Yeah, yeah. like he, she has a father-daughter relationship with victor yep and is is more interested in following victor's rule and craven is like i want you to be my queen but there's this other vampire chick that's like i want to be queen yeah they do the mean girls thing (laughs) yeah definitely a plot device like definitely she she weren't in there yeah now that was with all the complications already going on we didn't need that no, it was just to be able to have an excuse to get her out of the, like, imprisonment. Because that's the other girl let her go. And yeah. she was like, 
I'm not helping you. I'm helping me. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what, what, what things uh, bring to mind after watching this? Um, so I genuinely, like, I haven't watched this in forever. And I mean, yes, it is very 2003 cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't think I realized is that the world building was so complicated. Yeah. And I can appreciate that for sure. Like, an original story, mm-hmm. like, just totally brought to life from scratch. It's like what film has always aspired to be. Yeah. And it's this, like, complex world with complex beings and relationships. I mean, they have philosophy. They have science. They have, like, it's really well thought out for kind of a generic vampires versus werewolves film. Absolutely. Um. And so I have a lot of respect for it now that I've watched it again. Mm-hmm. I Like, I truly do. I was very impressed with some of the attention to detail. Now, <laughs> that being said, um, and this is definitely not, I don't think it's the movie's fault. Like, it's just a product of its time mm-hmm. in that, like, that's what they thought people wanted to see at the time. Like, super cool tones dark you know lighting like high contrast very like you know i guess perpetuating the whole idea that vampires are like this elegant bourgeoisie and werewolves are the scruff of the streets Mm -hmm. and um some of the dialogue is a little (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) But, like, all those things aside, like, just to go from, okay, the werewolf leader is somehow, like, in, like connected to the elders of the vampire group. Like, what's going on here? Uh, um, yeah, like, I, their whole, like, this whole de- deceit about, like, taking a piece of Lucian skin Mm -hmm. and like having all these elements. There's, there's this like ancient process that the vampires do to like resanguinate their, (laughs) their leaders. I I prefer rehydrate. Yeah. It was really interesting. Just the way, I don't know. I just what I want to, as much as I'm sure I'm going to kind of laugh at, and by kind of I mean <laughs> definitely will laugh at some of the elements of the film. I do want to give credit where credit is due. Like I looked at this again, and I was like, this has to be based on a graphic novel. Yeah. No. It, it like it as I was watching, I was like this has to be like, there's too much world building. Like I'm not used to seeing films with this much creativity come from just the brains of the people putting the film on, because that's not what happens right now in film for us. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, that's that's what I definitely want to give credit where credit is due there. Yeah, no, that was a huge bullet point in my notes is the world building of just like, yeah, the vampires used to have werewolves as slaves and they would protect them while they were sleeping. And then the werewolves broke the chain. So there's like a whole history there. Then you add the three rotating vampire leaders. You also add in. Yeah, the the amount that they've been hating each other and to the point they built special weaponry to kill each other and all the, yeah, tons of world building in this. And more than I thought, because I thought a lot of that came in some of the sequels. But no, it's all in this movie. Like, they give you a lot and it's actually decently easy to process too. It doesn't feel like you get lost. Yeah. Um, but they get, they build this world. You know why the vampires hate werewolves and vice versa. And you understand how the covens work by the end of this. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's actually really well done for what it is. The world. Very impressive. The world building that is. Yes. So. The world building is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> to be specific. Um, and it does have its, some really famous scenes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the, uh, the jumping off the building, but there's also a fight scene in a hallway where she shoots around herself and it knocks out part of the floor and runs away. Um, I mean, watching it now is like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's another, but yeah, it's definitely a product of its time of like what was happening in film around then. Like you said, it's 2003 yeah. resident evil came out the year before. Yeah. Um, you like you said, Matrix was out, yeah. so like people wanted these like bombastic fight scenes, you know, uh, lots of technical jumping and shooting and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Like it's it's very, um, I, I maybe egregious is not the right word, but it felt a little bit like, whoa, why so much? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only thing they were missing, I'm surprised they actually didn't do it, but there wasn't any bullet time from the Matrix. But yeah, there was slow motion. Yeah. There's jumping off of walls, backflips, tons of guns there, shooting everywhere. I actually thought it, what I found was interesting is they had more of the opposite than the bullet time stuff from the Matrix. They had a lot of like, like quick cuts mm-hmm. to make it look like the vampires were moving faster than human, yeah. you know? So it was like, cut, 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 cut. And it's like, oh, they loaded the gun so fast. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> they just cut out a bunch of the film showing them loading the gun like a human. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fast. It's fine. It's fast. <laughs> but at, at the same time, it's better than like just fast forwarding. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so... Yeah, no, it, yeah, there's a lot of product. Actually, I got, this is years ago, but I got in a big old fight on Facebook over this movie. Because for whatever reason, this person was, like, so, like, set that Underworld was always its own thing, and it didn't, it wasn't ripping off the Matrix. And I was like, no, it oh. it, it absolutely is. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's, a ma- it's an Underworld, like, it's a world that the rest of the, the people around them have no idea it exists you know mm-hmm. it's secretive um the the look of it is total matrix you know the yeah. blue filter the high yep. contrast as you mentioned um mm-hmm. all the vinyl and pvc jumpsuits and everybody's got dark shoulder length hair yeah like it, it's it's the matrix i mean it's not 
word for word the Matrix, but no, it, no. Um, Matrix just inspired an entire decade of action movies, and this was just right dead center of that. And creative movies, yeah. like I just didn't think about that part either. That like, man, these these movies had like depth to them. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't just do a dumb action movie. You had to have mythos behind it. Yes, it's so satisfying, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, from a modern-day lens, it was very satisfying to watch. Absolutely, yeah. And I was like, man, there's a lot happening here. But, like, yeah. it's, it's solid. And then, uh, yeah, the one of the, uh, another element of its time, rather than not just the clunky dialogue, like, sure... Um, some of the outfits. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And of course, it's like supposed to be like edgy, so it's like oh, yeah. different. But like now, you're looking at it, it's like different in a bad way. <laughs> but, um, but it's there's a lot of like kind of gross old school like misogyny stuff. Okay in there like with how they how they run their world the vampires and like the way they treat women and you know he wants her to be his queen Mm -hmm. and while she does have a say in it like you know just throwing away the other people you know kind of i I just got a lot of vibes of like yeah it's and it maybe it's just reminding me of how much that was in movies of that time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they might that have. Was one thing. I think they laid it on thick to make sure you know that Celine was different, because she was the only female that did anything besides the one angry girl that did her one part. But she's the only woman that really does anything in this movie. Right, and that they allow to do anything like yeah. she has you know she's a death whatever destroyer death or whatever dealer. it's called death dealer <laughs> um and so like I, I may i'm sure there are other women in those roles potentially in this in this world but like she just seems to have a lot more free reign mm-hmm. that everyone else and they allude to it being because victor she was so close to victor yeah um, but yeah, I just kind of was like, I don't know, just the, the this, the, some of the stuff, some of the, the, yeah, hints, I'm like, not necessarily like outright misogyny, you know, just like the little stuff that you're like, if a guy looked like me, looked at me like that, I'd be like, bitch, please. <laughs> Mm-mm. Try again. Um. But yeah, anyway. Uh that being said though, like Michael is such a like he said Blandy McBlanderson, that was great. <laughs> he he very much is quite bland. Um very generic white guy hero. Mm-hmm. No complexity to him at nope. all. Just what was born one day and is somehow important to everybody else for some reason, unlike everybody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is it is very um, two-dimensional where everything else has so much more, like, forethought. Yeah. 
uh, I guess the science behind how he is who he is, but like the way that he like you know becomes his fancy black skin self yeah. or whatever. And I just I don't know. I was a little unimpressed with his business. Yeah, essentially he's basically a MacGuffin for the movie itself anyways. It's just, mm-hmm. he's the thing that everyone are, is trying to get. He, he would be like the magic amulet in another movie or something, you know? Right. And I guess like uh, uh, another spin on the gender stuff is that like, he's kind of the damsel in distress a bit. Yeah, that's true. They do flip that. Like he, yeah. And she's saving him. So that that's good. But yeah, it definitely <laughs> still has the white Messiah going for it of he was just born special and he's the one and right but but it's not his movie um, though either he's still just the MacGuffin it's definitely Celine's movie right yeah that's very true but we are a vampire or I'm sorry (laughs) we are a werewolf (laughs) podcast wow Freudian slip there um so Let's talk about them wolves. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a lot less wolves than I remember in this. Um, so Maybe you were thinking of some of the later ones. Maybe, I think so. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the design, uh, we, we got some more bipedal werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're pretty awesome looking. Um, yeah. Uh, and those were actually practical effects, the werewolves themselves. and Some of them. All right, depending on the scene, but yes, <laughs> sorry, but they did. <laughs> like, phys- they were very clearly CGI, but they definitely werewolves. built some actual life-size uh, robotic werewolves, and that's probably why we didn't get as many. So I think they only had like two or three made because how expensive they are. Um, sure, this already had to be such an expensive yeah. film. <laughs> but yeah, they had huge. I just love the look of like a huge hulking over werewolf like they had hunchbacks and like they were scary (laughs) yeah they are i like that they uh i don't know if we have i don't know if we've had the type of werewolf that can choose when it changes uh before wolf (laughs) oh yeah all right so other than teen wolf very different film um yeah these these wolves can she mentioned something like um a lot some of the ancient werewolves just have control over Mm -hmm. when they can change the moon doesn't have its power over them or whatever so that was kind of cool like where the one guy got cornered and then he was like well i'm a wolf out on you bitch (laughs) i was like oh snap yeah that was cool um yeah and like they're in their little society they're trying to i mean it really is an underworld within the underworld Mm -hmm. kind of like the vampires don't know how many werewolves they have down there um and they're just trying to survive Mm -hmm. and i like that they have a whole system of saving their werewolves that get like shot and stuff like that um because like you said the those bullets that go directly into the bloodstream those were new yeah but before they were just using silver bullets and it would it would prevent werewolves from being able to heal yeah 
But so they just like drag their bodies yeah. back <laughs> very unceremoniously <laughs> to like the doctor or whatever and he like takes all the bullets out and they heal mm-hmm. up and that's how they can just like keep on living. Yeah. Um it I thought was cool, like they have like a little little werewolf economy yeah. <laughs> going on. Although I'd say that those vampires can't have that much money left after the amount of silver bullets they just waste shooting around that place. <laughs> yeah, they are really trigger happy. Honestly, everybody in this movie was trigger yeah. happy. I was just like, uh... Like, you're on a train. Why are you just like... I think one of the first things I thought that first scene after she jumps off the building... Mm-hmm. Like and then they go into that pursuit in the underground, and it's like the property damage alone. Like how do <laughs> how do humans not know what's going right? on? Like like destroying property all over the place, and then like bunch of teethy motherfuckers are yell are jumping and yelling at each other. Yeah. Like <laughs> how do you not know? <laughs> uh. But um. But yeah, like it's just the werewolf, uh, I guess, society is a cool concept that they they have going on and is hidden. Yeah, I, I actually saw some interesting parallels with that. And follow me mm-hmm. on this. I uh, will uh, attempt. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> werewolves in this world represent black people. Okay. So they used to be slaves to the vampires. They broke off mm-hmm. the chains, but vampires still treat them like crap. They still are mm-hmm. living on the scraps and are still the oppressed race out of the two. Vampires are living mm-hmm. very high and mighty off of uh, what they already built off of the backs of the werewolves. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, they're just like uh, this underclass that's trying to fight the oppressors. Oh yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I had that thought. Um, I mean, it does help when the first werewolf you see is black, yeah. and I was like, ah. <laughs> but there is a black vampire though too. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it just it, but the imagery of the werewolf being black, I was like. And, you know, they're living underground mm-hmm. and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, the aristocracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hunting these guys. And then, like, they literally have a squad, <clears throat> the police, <laughs> that are, like, you know, out just killing off werewolves to improve the numbers. You know, yeah. they say they killed them off into extinction. Yep. Um, or they think they did. So it's... it's uh. It, I do think that that is a very clear, um, like, metaphor for mm-hmm. race tensions yeah. in the United States specifically. Yeah. Which is, again, uh, with the world building, kind of something interesting to be putting in just a big, dumb action movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, mad respect. I, I, miss, the, I miss those days. You know, I, I'm feeling nostalgic for... <laughs> watching movies that had like a little bit more meat on the bones yeah well this one is a nostalgia trip for me anyways because my high school girlfriend loved underworld 
She oh. cosplayed as Celine. We watched it a bunch of times. We watched uh, the first, the other two sequels to it that were out when I was with her. Like mm-hmm. this one's like ingrained in me. <laughs> Aww, that's great. I only ever watched it one time before, yeah. and I knew I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I was very aware of it. I knew who Celine was. I knew, like the style of vampire and the style of werewolf and people would cosplay at like goth events and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like even the endless night vampire ball, like that is very much underworld vibes. Okay. Like classy, fancy, like elegant, like everybody's a vampire, but also fancy, fancy ass fucks. (laughs) It's cool, yeah. yeah. Like it's just, and, and Underworld really kind of cemented that in the goth and alternative scenes. And yeah, like, absolutely. When you're gonna look like a vampire, what kind of what does a vampire look like? Underworld vampires. Yep. Like that's that's what that's what they look like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Aristocracy, sharp teeth, mm-hmm. or the the jumpsuits. Yeah. Or jumpsuits. Yep. Or I guess would those be cat suits officially? I don't know the difference. Bat suit. Bat suits. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back on the design of the werewolf, mm-hmm. Luna, what would happen if you were to boop that snoot? I think <laughs> yet again, it may depend on the werewolf mm-hmm. with this one. Um, I think if we're in full werewolf mode, like I is mad, I now werewolf, and then I were to boop the snoot, I think I'm going to lose the hand. Mm-hmm. If it's like a regular werewolf and it's kind of like growly and then I go boop and then get a little dog treat, I don't know. Could yeah. could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might, feel... might be plausibly, plausible to imagine that I keep the arm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think they're. I feel like they were de- decently cognizant of what they're doing as werewolves. Exactly. So they might be like, not... "Ugh, why are you touching me?" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as long as you're not actively attacking them, they might yeah be a little confused and concerned, but not. <laughs> and like, not tearing unless you apart. they are like full blown werewolf, they're mm-hmm. just kind of teethy. Yeah. So it's not. I don't know that I'd lose the arm. It'd just be like a mauled hand. Like, oh, I got this really bad dog bite. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that uh, classic transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple transformations in the film. Mm-hmm. There are, there's the transformation of, like, the older werewolf, the, the ones that have been wearing and woven for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then there's the new werewolf transformation. Yeah. Michael's, I almost called him Matthew. <laughs> like, some no, white that's guy. you. <laughs> some white guy name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michael's um, werewolf transformation is a little bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple scenes in the film. It happens with what I'm calling the resanguination and also... <laughs> this where they have these like in inner body shots yeah um which is like fine uh it doesn't read as well now 
<laughs> yeah, did not eat those effects did not age well. Yeah, the CGI is kind of like, ooh, are, are we playing a PC game from 2000? Because this is what this looks like. Um, but uh, I did appreciate the effort to show what was going on inside. And when mm-hmm. Michael was changing, he was like, you could see how his organs were like changing how his like ribs were ripping away from Mm -hmm. the rest of you know his body and i was like "Ooh, that seems very painful yeah (laughs) does do not want (laughs) yeah no inside out transformation is something we haven't gotten yet and that Mm -hmm. was although yeah didn't age well it's still an interesting yeah effect in a an interesting change to to do it that way instead of and we do get a more standard shift too with a growy nose and yeah and he got like they put prosthetics they did the prosthetics thing mm-hmm. uh with like very textured wrinkly skin as he's like changes very grotesque like yeah. the facial features get very grotesque as they change uh, unlike some of them where they get like kind of smooth and long and then they wolf this mm-hmm. one is like wrinkly topography (laughs) (laughs) so what would you rank the actual werewolf transformation not the vlyken transformation um i think it's a teen pup i think it's a teen teen doggy think we're i think we're in agreement it's it's a little less than average yeah yeah, I would agree with that. Like, not... such good with much good world building. So good. Yay. Transformation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's... You can tell where they let some things slip. Like, some of the effects. Yeah, they just were like... Because this is right at the age where they're like, yeah, we just use CGI to do that. And yeah. we weren't there yet. And they would still just let it do it. And you're like... They still do that now. They do, but it's a little bit better. It is a little bit better. But there are times where it's like, oh, they'll just CGI that part. And you're like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do that? Why? So, yeah, that's, yeah. So uh, one part I I always liked with this movie is it also reminds me of Mythbusters a lot. What? (laughs) So the scene where she shoots out the floor, Mm -hmm. Mythbusters actually tested that. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. How did it go? I haven't seen that episode. Does not work. Oh. They tried a nine millimeter like what she had. Didn't of course. Didn't do I, it. I didn't I figured that wouldn't. But like if you and got like military like exploding bullets rounds. They 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 got up to an AK and still couldn't get the floor to shoot out. Dang it. I, I still thinking like more aggressive. <laughs> I think at that point you were, you're just gonna be shooting and harming yourself before you get through. The I know. Floor. I was thinking like her, she does shoot a pretty small circle. Like she just like rip her legs up with shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dang it! Um, I want it to work, but I also don't want it to work because I don't want to be in the room where someone above me starts like <laughs> shooting. 
shooting in a circle like, what the fuck, man? What's happening? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I've been trying to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, it wasn't based on uh, um, Underworld, but they did also test because there's a scene where a car goes into the lake. Oh, and I Mythbusters saw that. Yeah. tested a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they did the correct thing where you got to break a window and let it fill up. Then you can get out. Yes. Yeah. The whole so. trying to swim out while it's filling up. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, so it always reminds me of Mythbusters because of that. Because there's Aww. just a, a scene of just, I think it's, uh, well, what's his name? Is it Tori? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Just like on a shipping container, just shooting in a circle, <laughs> just <laughs> trying to get it to break. Oh, oh, that's great. I miss that. That definitely brings back nostalgia, too, is like watching Mythbusters. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. Um, let's see. I think that's all I had on it, besides Michael Sheen being amazing. Yeah, I don't have very much either. Like, I think that the werewolves are well done. They're not, like, insulting or annoying. It is an aged movie, Mm -hmm. um, but I still think it's worth a watch even today. Absolutely. Even if you've seen it before, just go back with, like, a modern lens and be like, wow, props props to them. Like, that didn't... That that didn't come from a book or a previous movie or a graphic novel. That was just their brains. Yeah, that's always cool. Also, this one's a good example of uh, why being goth makes you way hotter. <laughs> Is it though? Because well, so so Kate Beckinsale, obviously very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Way hotter in Underworld than any other movie she's ever been in. Okay, yeah, that's that's probably true. I think that's like almost every guy I've ever heard. I have not talked to women, but I think that is uh, very much the case for a lot of people. Yes. Because, so, yeah, she, outside of uh, this, she's just kind of, you know, your average, you know, attractive white girl. Yeah. No, but it's you... true. I never had a thing for her. Like, I was just kind of like, okay, little PVC painted on lady <laughs> how are you not squeaking when you walk i assume you squeak a lot <laughs> um but just, yeah i know just, that she's very popular i just want the cut now where they add the squeaks back in the, the room scene <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. when she's running <laughs> and whenever um, she sits down just it like pushes all the air out and it's got to oh like squeeze God. out all the limbs jesus christ <laughs> Yeah, probably a reason why, you know, there's the sound is very handled. Yeah. <laughs> this film. So this is a franchise, and we were getting uh, new Underworld movies every three years for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is followed up by Underworld Evolution, where they deal with more of uh, Michael being a Vlykin, and we see Marcus get awakened, and things happen. And then there was uh, Underworld Rise of the Lycan in 2009, which is a prequel to everything. Mm. But it did have Michael Sheen come back, and it's actually pretty decent uh, for a prequel. It came out definitely in the time in the world where we're like, let's do prequels to everything. Oh, God. 
and that was horrible and i'm so glad we survived that (laughs) i am glad we did too let's never do that again (laughs) and then um then we got underworld awakening in 2012 which netflix says i watched i don't remember anything from it so if i did see it it, it's totally (laughs) gone i don't remember anything from it oh no oh that's great and then Underworld Blood Wars in 2016, which I know I haven't seen yet, but... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Wow, 2016, huh? Yeah. And as of September 18th, Beck and Sale said they are working on a sixth Underworld movie. Wow. But nothing official has happened yet, but it is possibly in the works, which would make sense because it's a viable franchise. Uh, the 2000s are becoming nostalgic again. Or for Mm -hmm. the first time, they're becoming nostalgic. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Again. (laughs) God, that's going to hit the 30-year. Uh-uh. No, no. At some point. (laughs) No, no. We're not talking about time. (laughs) It's already bad, man. I mean, kids... Got all the TikToks where girls are just discovering squirts for the first time. Oh, God. Oh, No. That's okay. I'll just be decrepit over here. Like my skin is flaking off because I'm so old. (laughs) And all those kids discovering 2000s emo bands now too. Oh, good. Somebody came in uh, to the bar last night. We were spinning all, all like super goth stuff. It was very like we had DJ Ben Speed who uh, spins all vinyl. So it's like all the really real shit and then also another dj that spins more modern stuff too but it was all it was a goth night mm-hmm. and some of our younger people came in and they were like oh my god is this like 80s <laughs> <laughs> no no okay yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was playing like post like modern post-punk stuff just on vinyl but it's like Okay. <laughs> yeah. We won't, we won't get into that. That's for another No, I, I mean, they didn't hate it, so that made me happy. That's like, they, they danced, and they had a great time, but... Or at least that's what I'm told. I couldn't see past the wall of humans in front of me for three and a half hours, so... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, thanks for walking us through Underworld. Underworld. So Underworld. yeah, let's, let's uh, get into what we were watching or what we've seen. And hopefully you saw the movie that I'm excited to hear what you thought about. Um, did you get a chance to see Halloween? Oh yeah, sorry. It's been a minute. Because this might be... This might almost be a second topic. We won't get too deep into it. but I Yeah, am... that's a very good point. <laughs> I am um, really curious your thoughts on Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I I like most of it. <laughs> okay. I have a hard time saying I liked it. I, like, I did come away like having enjoyed the film, but there are certain aspects that I know I'm willingly just minimizing about the film so that i can just be like i like the film like i really love how they handled michael i think michael was very honest 
to Michael. It felt very real, especially for this universe, this version of him that they're creating mm-hmm. where he is like, he is human and he is dangerous and, you know, he's just a badass. Like, I think he's <laughs> great. And that was cool. I did not like the mob mentality thing that they were trying to do whatever the fuck they were trying to do one it was unclear and two it was just ineffective like Mm -hmm. ah evil dies tonight tonight. everything dies tonight stop saying those three words please for the love of god um (laughs) but but like the i i know that they were trying to do something with that like oh one person kind of like very earnestly tried to get this thing going and then it got out of their hands and then more bad things happening and i was like i don't know how to interpret this like this is Mm -hmm. not a movie that i want to have this discussion in i want michael to kick some ass now michael does kick some ass so yeah i'm mad about it um i liked the older the older actors coming back Mm -hmm. for stuff like i it, i really enjoyed certain aspects of the movie um but i do feel like there were some pretty big flaws yes in there um but man if it comes down to like do you enjoy watching michael kick ass then yes i liked it okay that's how i feel about it <laughs> But if one more person says evil dies tonight, I'm going to fucking kick the fuck out of that screen. But did it die that night, though? I don't know. Did it? I don't, know. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. <laughs> yeah, I thought the death scenes were fantastic. Um, but I, I'm curious why no one in Haddonfield knows how to gun. Um, yeah. They're all they're all bad at I guns. I mean, they did. He, <laughs> he, he got shot. but He did, but they're all bad at guns. Every single yeah. one of them. They all missed. A lot, um, <laughs> I guess. But no, he got shot like five times. Yeah, when they finally got him at point blank. But like, oh yeah, that was. They that even was... missed him at point blank at one point too. That's true, actually. Yeah, they don't, they don't know how to good. Gun. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about this too, but he he killed all the minorities in the movie. Yeah, but he also that, killed. I mean, I not he it's killed indiscriminately. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty obvious that we are. Uh, in spoiler territory if you haven't seen the film oh yeah um but like he literally kills everyone yeah like everyone but like, <laughs> like, but then, like everyone he up... encounters he kills <laughs> but i feel like they set up minorities in the movie just to be killed and i was like especially the gay couple um yeah and that was like a little like uh, i thought we were this yeah yeah i i um, didn't have a huge issue with it like i did notice for sure of course um but i didn't have a huge issue with it because it was literally everybody yeah um it wasn't like you know this person gets away this person gets away and this person is too dumb to get away mm-hmm. like or too scared to get away or whatever it is it was just like I don't know. And then I'm going to poo-poo on a little bit of the Michael badassness. Okay. But I didn't care for the fireman scene. Oh, I don't I don't I don't I, necessarily care one way or the other. 
I just it was like I, I he he can take on pers- one person at a time and he does a really good job at that. I think like him taking on a whole gang of firemen with like weaponry and stuff was like But he does uh, it again at the end of the movie, so it felt consistent. That's true. Fair enough. Like he's it's not like this one time he's super strong. It's like no, he's just always like he survived a burning house. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> the guy is like ridiculous. Uh, a a unstoppable force or at least he feels like it yeah so i i get i did think i was like huh none of these guys can take him right but then i was like well also none of these guys can take him (laughs) (laughs) and i do think i mean apparently they did try but uh they should have gotten paul rudd to play tommy doyle again because oh yeah i heard yeah they did (laughs) they did try but, but and also it would have been weird to have him in that role, but yeah. But I just you know I like Paul Rudd, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't know that he would have brought the same gravitas. No, it would it would have been really <laughs> weird, but it would have been a weird I can get on board with. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dies tonight, guys. <laughs> hey guys, evil's dying tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right so what else have you seen besides that um i saw dune how's dune fucking incredible i also read it i like read the i finished the book like the day before i went to go see it and i read it in like three weeks and so i really enjoyed dune a lot um i just think that they executed it so perfectly and they leave so many things for the readers that are not explained so you get to just you get to just enjoy that you know what that is you know how things are working and you know why they're doing certain things i don't necessarily think that if you didn't read it you can't understand what's going on sure but there's a lot of um there's a lot put in there for that gave me a lot of appreciation because i was like Oh, and they're not going back and explaining everyone. This is a this thing, and this works like this, and this da da da. Like it just it just mm-hmm. happened, okay. you know. And and viewers can just be like, okay, I guess this is how this works because that's what I just watched. Um, so I really appreciated that. It's also just very beautiful. I saw it in an IMAX, and I was like, oh my god, pretty. <laughs> it's also the first thing I've seen in IMAX since the pandemic. So maybe yeah. I'm just like enamored <laughs> i've heard it's yeah it's worth saying in imax and paying the extra money like yeah it's... and the, the sound is unique it's it's really well done yeah um i also watched last night in soho i haven't seen that yet i'm gonna go like next week i think i i enjoyed it it was it's basically a ghost story meets true crime and i i dug it cool yeah so what have you been watching well, I watched Lamb. I went and saw that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get that, but I missed it. When the, the when the trailer said, the reviewer's like, it shook me to my core. <laughs> Who um, said that, though? <laughs> I, I don't know, but they're incorrect. Was it Bob at, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us Weeklish or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Mary Beth at the uh, at the North Dakota Times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting, but it's not scary or creepy. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's it's a. Really I didn't in- think it was gonna be scary. I thought it might be creepy. Nah, it's got yeah. a really good. It's got an interesting metaphor to it, and okay, it's it's not without its merits, but nah. <laughs> okay. And then on uh, Halloween, I watched uh, the new Paranormal Activity movie that came out to Paramount Plus. Oh, how was it? Not good. <laughs> okay, noted. Uh, I thought it was strange that there were like all of a sudden like high production, like shots in the when i saw the preview i was like is this paranormal activity like what's happening so it just seemed very different it it is still it's still uh found footage um but it's based on like they're doing a documentary about this girl finding her past or whatever so Uh. that's why they explain a little bit better camera work um is that it's you know a film crew but it doesn't really relate to the other ones at all. Oh. Um, and to me, it felt like a different movie that they just slapped the Paranormal Activity branding on. That's a bummer. And Oh, is it like what you might call uh, Halloween 3? Yes, I'd say it's more like the, uh, the Hellraiser sequels that were straight to video. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's like this is obviously something else, and they just wrote uh, Pinhead to say a couple lines. Now Hellraiser. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and okay. not too spoilery, but there is actually weird one weirdly odd scene, not even a full scene, where it's not found footage for like two minutes. Right. Okay. It's like you just, yeah, you just couldn't figure know. out how to get the shot, so there's like screw it, just whatever. <laughs> no one's going to be watching past this point anyways. I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I saw the trailer and I was like, well, I am much less excited now. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would not recommend it's officially at the bottom of my new movies I've seen this year. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not rushing to see that one anyway. Yeah. And I don't have Paramount Plus, so. Yeah, either do I, but I did get it from a perfectly legal source for anyone listening. That covers me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, and then, yeah, besides that, uh, Batwoman started back up uh, again. And Legends of Tomorrow's back. So I've been watching some Oh, nice. Oh, and I I watched, like, the first three or four episodes of the Harley Quinn animated series. It's so good, right? It is pretty good. Told you. I, I've enjoyed it so far. <laughs> the song is the only people that I found that don't like it at all are ones that just take Batman way too serious. Oh. And if you're willing to just let everything be a joke, it's hilarious. Yeah, no, you don't need to take anything serious. You don't need to take anything that seriously except for like uh maybe your job? I don't know. Yeah, even then. I don't know. Even then, no. It's just life's too short to take things that seriously. Like, come on. But yeah, there's now I've heard people like they've done this character dirty. And it's like there's other versions of that character. This is this version, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a like, cartoon. It, Calm down. This one's this whole show is a joke. It's not meant to be taken seriously at all, and it's it's kind of great. I love King Shark. I don't know if you've gotten up to King Shark yet. I feel like I did, but I'm kind of forgetting right now. Um, I do like her relationship with Poison Ivy, though. Yeah, it's very nice. 
That's cool. Uh, and I love Bane. If when you get to Bane, he is hilarious in that show. Oh God! So he's a hybrid of Dark Knight Rises with like the stupid voice, but he looks like oh, the Batman yes. animated series. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I always get the child's job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I will be returning to that. It, it was, yeah, way better. And I went with pretty low expectations, being like, oh, I don't like Kaylee Cuoco. And she does not, she's not doing the, you know, the Jersey accent or Long Island, whichever one. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yep. It's Jersey, right? I th- I th- it depends on who's doing it. If it's more. No, Long I thought Island she was. Jer- I thought Harley Quinn was supposed to be. Um, I think she's Jersey. just from Gotham. <laughs> So. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> but um, the original voice is more Jersey, but the Tara Strong I feel is a bit more Long Islandy. Mm. Um, but and then yeah, there's millions of interpretations, obviously, because sure, I think uh, Margot Robbie's is more uh, Long Islandy too. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that's that's plenty. I will I will check out um, more. I want I want to see Antler soon. Yeah. Um, Eternals is this week. Yep, Eternals is coming out. I want to see that mostly. I I think it'll be very pretty. If nothing else, I'd like to see it. Um, see. And then Matrix comes out in December. Yeah, Matrix and Spider Man. And mm, and I'm excited about the Spider Man one, but yeah. And new Ghostbusters with Paul Rudd. Speaking of Paul Rudd, really? Yeah, it's uh, a couple that. weeks. I just have been avoiding trailers unless I'm in the theater. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it makes life better. Well, speaking <laughs> of things we're gonna watch, what are we watching for our next episode? If people want to watch along with us, we are watching. I'm pretty sure I am Lisa. <laughs> I am Lisa. That is correct. <laughs> if I might have a track record of watching the wrong thing. Um, yeah, it's it seems like it's going to be really interesting. I've been wanting to watch it for a little bit, so I haven't seen it yet. So I am excited. Yeah. Everybody watch it with me. All right. <laughs> and so if people want to reach out to you and, uh, you know, say what's up, how can they do that? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok at Luna underscore Minui, M-I-N-U-I-T. Um, you'll see whatever shenanigans I'm into or flavor of the week shenanigans. And um, yeah, come say hi. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I'm on Twitter, wizard underscore Matt or wizard cosplay on the Instagrams or Pharaoh wizard on TikTok. Uh, I just put out a new music video uh, there with a new original song that I wrote. Uh, so definitely nice. check that out in my YouTube channels, Matt the Pharaoh Wizard, where I just put out my Halloween episode of hey. ranking all the paranormal activity movies. So check that out. And then my band is Leonardo Leonardo. Find everything on Leonardo LeonardoBand.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode, and we will see you next time. <laughs>